everybody. Welcome to Chunk Miles. This is episode nine. We are the preeminent running while chatting, chatting while running podcast. We're also the most sporadic running while chatting, chatting while running podcast. We're not really tied to a schedule, are we, Chip? No, uh, we do chatting and running, but on our own time. On our own time. We set the rules. No one else is setting our rules. Um, yeah, we haven't been. Uh, we haven't had a show in a while. We've been very busy. Um, Chip, of course, is a professional comedian, a road dog, if you will. Right. Well, I mean, we can we can call it that, or we can really put out there what really is going on here. Okay, we can do that. Okay, I mean, uh, I I think we need to just talk about our falling out. Sure. Uh, uh, last January, uh, I was just minding my own business, and uh, Jeff, out of the blue, just emailed me a bunch of Big Bang Theory spoilers. <laughs> Love the television series Big Bang Theory. Uh, I've been I'm a couple seasons behind, mm-hmm. and he he ruined every single plot line for me for season six uh uh, spoiler alert uh so i don't get you guys uh each episode uh it was all just a big mix-up yeah it was the nerd said something that the other other nerd misconstrued and that was basically the only thing i said to you i said hey the latest episode was great the one nerd said something to the other nerd he misconstrued and then you went kind of ballistic right i have one joy in life and that's big bang theory and you took it away from me so we didn't speak for a few months yeah we didn't we uh we had our falling out. Plus, Chip, you know you've been busy with your 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 your, your comic com- comedy. Yeah. Yeah, your comedy, your stand-up comedy. Yeah, we'll call it, some people call it. Called stand-up comedy. Um, also, you have two big life events that happen, which we will definitely um, start off show talking about. Me, as you know, I had the uh, the calf implant problem, the botched surgery, right? Right. Yeah. Really, really botched. It was the thing was I have very small toddler-like calves, and I wanted to get bigger calves, but I didn't want to actually have to work out and do any sort of work. I will say they look good. They, after the second reconstruction surgery, it just looks like the back of your legs have gills. Yeah, the weird thing was, the ones they put in were, were I guess you could call them gigantic. They were like size of sw- small watermelons, and when they put them in, I thought, I wanted them large, I want them to look good, I want to look good in shorts, cargo shorts, walking around. I couldn't move. They were so heavy. Each one weighed, I think the doctor said between 20 and 30 pounds. So I had to walk with the cane, I couldn't run, and I decided to get calf reconstruction surgery, deconstruction surgery. I mean, plus you had to buy all new yoga pants. <laughs> I really did. All those out. Yeah. Um, so I got uh, smaller calf implants. The thing was, Chip, and here's something that you really need to remember. Okay. When you get calf implants and they say, hey, would you like to keep your old calf muscles? Okay. Do it. Keep them. Okay. I said, no, I don't see any reason why I would need them. So they threw them out. So then when I wanted to get new calf, smaller calf implants they didn't have my old ones i think i'd have mine pickled or <laughs> maybe smoked i think smoked so they you know they they stay you know they stay dry dry smoked i guess that would be with a salt rub sure. and then i would actually hang them in my living room with all of my half marathon and 5k medals that would be fantastic so people know it's it's like a running themed kind of menagerie right exactly so we're, this is episode nine now, and I believe this is, I would say it's an 83 degree night. We are standing next to Boathouse Row. Could I, could I, yeah. use, could I use the word balmy? It is balmy because there's no um, no sort of breeze or anything. Two rollerboard, chip, rollerboard alert. Oh, woot, 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 woot. They're roller skaters. Oh my God, they're roller skaters. They're skaters, not even bladers. If you're a runner in the Philadelphia area, this is where you come to run. This is where you run, you bike. If you're good looking, definitely come down here because there's a lot of good looking people. If you have a dog who's kind of into like being out and about, prancing about, great place to come. 
Yeah, and I, I will say there are, uh, there, it looks like a, I'm going to call it a man and a woman in two separate kiaks uh, out on the water. Uh, they're not, they are not, uh, you, I don't see oars, and they're just floating out there in the middle of the Schuylkill River. I, I wonder if they need help. I don't know if, do they look? They look. They're not waving their arms or anything. They're just sitting. They're in a kayak, and they don't seem to have any paddles. That's quite an ordeal. I see what you did there. You're right. That's not bad, I think right? You should yell that to them and see if they if they don't laugh, then obviously they're in trouble. Just like floating backwards towards us. Oh, there's an oar. Oh, there's an oar. Okay. So Chip and I are about to head out as we do. You know, right now we're standing, and we hate standing around because we like to run and talk. And um, you know what they say about idle feet? Yes, the work of the devil, right? I guess. I that I believe so. I forget. I kind of nodded off halfway through when my grandfather told me that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start out the show once we start running. Chip, like I said, since the last podcast we were together, two big life changing events. Correct. Uh, that is correct. Two of them. Two of them. All right. We're gonna start out. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna. The thing about when you're on Kelly Drive. Um, Kelly Clarkson Drive. Kelly Clarkson Drive. Hey, we're gonna get into the 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 derivation of the name of Kelly, Kelly Drive. It's going to be a, a big part of this segment. Entering and exiting is kind of, this is like a very busy part right here, right? I feel like like I'm taking, I'm, I have my learner's permit and I have yep. to get I have to get onto Route 422 for the first time. Yeah, and you're merging. Yeah, I'm, I'm really nervous about this. All right, we're going to do it. Let me take a break right here. And we'll be back. This is Junk Miles, Episode 9 with Chip and Jeff. And Chip and I are now on the path. It is 7.30 on a beautiful, balmy, as Chip said, Junk Miles evening. We are on Kelly Drive. It's a little loud, but we're going to get to the part where it's not as loud. Chip, can you go to the other side of me so it's easier to, to microphone it up? There we go. You know, Jeff, I think that's one of my, uh, my biggest flaws in life is that I'm always on the wrong side of you. Yeah. Pretty perfect in other ways. <laughs> it's hard. When, when people ask me about my flaws, I... I have a hard time coming up with them, but that's the first thing. Like, well, oh, can you name any weaknesses or flaws you have? And I'm like, I'm always running on the wrong side of Jeff. It's weird, yeah. People are asking about, like, how we, you know, the mechanics of this and how we, you know, I run holding a phone and a mic. You run holding a phone to take pictures. And then when we have a guest, oh, boy. Like, remember we had a tall guest, John Solomon. Oh, yeah. And trying me in the middle with you guys on each side. That was a bit, uh, a bit hard to handle, but we did it. You're so nervous with a, with a celebrity like him. In our midst, I mean, you, you really have to dot your I's and cross your T's with him. He's a bit of a handful, that John Solomon. Um, guys, like I mentioned, since the last time we podcast, all right, we're going to go left, Chip, left. Go left. We're going left. Right. 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 We just have to make sure we're not going to hit by bike. Um, Chip, two things. We're gonna, I can name them in order, one and two. Yeah. You got married. And you got a new cat. I did. Both of those things are completely true. <laughs> can we talk about the cat first? Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Uh, the uh, so uh, we have uh, we have two pets in our home, or we had two pets in our home. There's uh, Stanley, our dog, and Ernie, the cat. And uh, you know, the last couple of years, Ernie used to have a friend named Butters, and uh, Butters, B-U-T-T-E-R-S. He was a good cat. He was an older cat, and uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Butters had to go to heaven. And then uh, so for the last couple of years, Ernie's been kind of flying solo, and he's always wanted to be friends with yeah. our dog Stanley. 
You know what they say about cats and dogs, Jeff? They don't get along. No, and, t and Stanley doesn't really like other dogs, so I imagine he doesn't really like other cats. Yeah, and it's not like he doesn't like other cats and dogs. He just doesn't want to have anything to do with them. He's just... Understood. Completely aloof. The most aloof dog I've ever met in my life. So he wants nothing to do with our cat. So, uh, we've been feeling bad the last couple years because Ernie the cat seems lonely. So we got a new cat from uh, Paul's. Excellent. Wonderful organization. And uh, went down to Paul's down on, I believe it's Arch Street, maybe like 2nd and Arch. And... Uh, uh, picked up a cat, found him right away. Thought he was great. Uh, we, uh, he came with the name. If you could think of a great name for a cat, okay. what would it be, Jeff? Any name? In uh, I don't know, like, uh, Commander, uh, Commander Cat. Okay, that would be a great name. It's, yeah. a, it's an alliteration, it's yeah, fun. It's, fun. It's, it's a nod to our, uh, to our boys and girls out there fighting the good fight. Exactly. Uh, it's patriotic, but, uh, he came with the name Turkey Leg. <laughs> Turkey Leg. So we, we, we wanted to kind of keep him the name Turkey Leg. It's kind of a great name, but it's ridiculous for a cat. Yeah. So uh, we decided to name it our own. But we uh, we brought him in. We waited a while because I was a little nervous because my my allergies. Right. Make sure that was uh, everything was copacetic. Oh, there, we got a. By the way, uh, I hate to stop this. We had a dragon boat, I believe. Oh my goodness. And this definitely a dragon boat. Let's see. Let's read it. It says Philadelphia. International Dragon Boat Festival. Yeah. What are the What are the dragon boats? Hey, this is a shot dragon boat. There you go. Good. Excellent. Here we go. Right. We had to take it. Excuse me. Now we're right along the river in Kelly Drive. Like Chip and I are literally three feet from the mighty. What is it Delaware? Mississippi. Mississippi. The mighty Mississippi. Schuylkill, I believe. Yes, right along the Schuylkill, which is a tributary to the Delaware. You can go figure out the spelling. We can't do that. Like or tributary. Tribute, yeah, either one. So, we have turkey legs going home. Watch out, we got a bike off. Oh my god, bike. Alright, here we go. So, uh, see, we got him home, checked him out. Uh, he gets along great with the, uh, with Ernie. They, uh, there was some hissing at first, but, uh, we introduced him to them slowly. And, uh, they wrestle and they play with each other, they lick each other. I saw some adorable pictures, Chip, they I'm are. not gonna lie. I saw a little movie of them licking each other in a very, uh, fun way. Pictures of them, like hugging. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, they are thick as thieves, and uh, so we decided on the name Gary. 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 And uh, so let's go down to pets now. Who do we have in the Chip Chantry, ha Chip and Kim Chantry household? So we have uh, Ernie the cat. Yeah. We have Gary the cat, right. and we have Stanley the dog. Fantastic. They're kind of all sort of like old man names, but uh, we went Gary. We th throw the name Gary around, and uh, I said that we can name him Gary if we named him after one of my favorite Philadelphians, Gary Heidneck. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Gary Papa, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, it's just, you know what, Chip, for when you tell this story, maybe keep Gary Heidneck to yourself. Okay, go, with go with Papa. Papa, very beloved newscaster. Sure. Here we go. Oh. In the mirror there. No, there we are. Please. Hello. No, yeah. Yeah, this it's very dangerous for Chip and I. It's beautiful. But we have to be on top of our toes. There are bikes, rollerbladers, skateboarders, dogs on skateboards, fat twins on motorcycles. Speaking of dogs on skateboards, did I ever tell you the uh, the skateboard story, uh, the the dog on a skateboard story about the old man when I was walking Stanley? I'd love to hear it. And I would love some uh, some feedback from our uh, from our listeners. Do we want to cut off onto this? Uh, yeah, definitely. All right. Away from the, uh, Here we go. Whoa. We did, Chip and I did this kind of like a parkour move. Yeah. We both kind of jumped down a couple feet of elevation onto a, uh, a tangential path 
running perpendicular to the main path of Kelly Drive. Main path of Kelly Drive is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, this this little path right here, shaded. It is. Yeah, we got the trees underneath. I mean, you got to watch out for some little branches, but uh, it's the road less traveled. That's why I enjoy it. Let's get back to the story. So okay, so I want to throw this out to you and the uh, and the uh, listeners. Yeah, the junk pile uh, listeners. Yeah, this, here's, here's what I'd like to... Okay, a couple months ago, this goes back, I was walking my dog, Stanley. Now, he's a little Ewok of a dog. A uh, little Shih Tzu, Terrier kind of dog. I was walking him one day on Pine Street in Philadelphia. This old man comes walking past, points at Stanley, laughs, and says, Hey, hey, get him a skateboard, and just keeps walking. <laughs> I, like, I like it. And I laughed politely, and I thought it's also funny, cartoonish, be funny if he was on a skateboard, but then it really got me to thinking, uh-oh, whoa! Uh, just remind us that uh, episode 9 is brought to you by the good people at Amtrak. Uh, Amtrak, get up and down the East Coast on a train. There's, yeah, it's, it's get to where you need to go on a train. Quite, quite car available. Yeah. Uh, so, so now I'm walking around the rest of this walk and the rest of my day thinking about what does he mean by get him a skateboard? Is it just like, is it just a cartoonish funny thing that this little dog would be on? Get skateboard? him a skateboard, right? Or is it like, oh, he's going kind of slow? Oh, oh. it was a dig at, at Stanley. Right, and so I appreciated the humor, I appreciated the comment, but at the same time I was like, well, what, what exactly did he mean by that? So, you know, people come and go out of your life. I'm never going to see this guy again. <laughs> Jeff, I swear to you, two weeks later. Oh no. Walking the dog. Same old man comes past, and uh... Now look, I set the scene, you're in South Philly? Well, oh, this wasn't South Philly. Oh, Pine Street, okay. Antique Row, if you will. Okay. So, uh, two weeks later, walking the dog, same old man comes past, points at him, looks at Stanley and says, Hey, get him a skateboard, and keeps walking. Can I throw something out there? Does this guy, there's a skate shop on, um... Pine Street called Old Man Skate Shop? Yeah. Do you think it's the owner? I looked it up, not the proprietor. Yeah, because then I was, yeah, maybe he could like hand me a business card. Right, right, drumming up business. Shaped like a skateboard, but uh, didn't have it. Wasn't him, that's a great thought, Jeff. I was just thinking, Yeah. thinking out loud. Right. Also out of the box. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm determined, I'm like, wait. So this is, this is like a thing he must say to little dogs, or at least my dog. Right. It's like he's got a line for everybody, like an old man does. So. I was like, that's it. The next time I see this man, I'm going to confront him and politely ask, hey, what do you mean by that? Not in a, like, I'm not offended by it, but I just need to know his, what's going on up there? Why does he think that's funny? Like, what angle is he taking on this? Because you're a comedian. You're like, maybe I could work this into some material. We could workshop it together, me and this old man. It's, a, it's like a humor Sudoku. I just, I need to put the pieces together. So I look for him for weeks and he's just not around. Finally, about a month and a half later, I'm walking my dog on Pine Street again. He comes past on Pine. Now, I'm, remember, I'm, I'm prepared to stop this gentleman yeah, the next yeah. time. You're, you're ready. I don't realize it, but out of the corner of my eye, I see an older gentleman on a bicycle whizzing down the bike lane of Pine Street, sticks his finger out, points at my dog, and very solemnly says, and it just kind of catches my attention, he just goes, get him a skateboard, and just keeps riding. He's on a bike? He's on a bike. Oh. And this time, very matter of fact, like it wasn't like, hey, it wasn't a laugh. He was just, it was like, it was as if he, it was his duty to say this. And 
he had to say it, but he didn't really want to. Or it was like almost like he was scolding me. He's like, hey, you need to get this fucking dog a skateboard. Right, right. So, uh, so uh, to this day, I still don't know what that gentleman. What if he was like a, just like a, a Russian immigrant or Czech immigrant who came here and the only phrase he learned was get him a skateboard, I, 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 right? I'm not making this up. This is 100% true, Jeff. I've seen him before. In the wintertime, he wears, I think there's a name for it, one of those big fuzzy Russian hats. Of course, right, yeah, yeah. So if you see this gentleman wearing a big fuzzy Russian hat, please ask him about the skateboard line for me. And That's great. Junk Miles of Chip and Jeff, get him a skateboard. Maybe new tagline, we'll throw it out there, see what people think. Yeah. It's not a bad one. No, not at all. I'm going to, uh, we're not going to stop, but I'm no, just going to save this. Alright, I'm going to stop the, the Yeah, I'm going to stop the recording here. Chuck Miles, Chip and Jeff, we're going to come back. Chip's going to tell us how his life has changed since he's added a wife, right? On a train. On a train! Amtrak, sponsored by Amtrak, quiet car service. And we're back, people. It is Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff, episode nine. And we are still on Kelly Drive. It's a beautiful night, end of July. It's about 83 degrees. People are on a hammock right now. People are on a hammock. You could come down here and just get a hammock, throw it up. We're going very fast, but still people are passing us. It's possible that guy's maybe doing a four minute mile. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of geese. One thing when you run on Kelly Drive, and on the other side of the river, which is West River Drive, also called Martin Luther King Drive. A lot of geese. These geese are afraid of nothing. They're tough as nails. When they have babies in the spring, don't go near them. They will literally run up to you and like just honk at you, put their little bills in your face. Kind of intimidating. So Chip, you weren't married for the longest part of your life. Now you are married. And let's just say you're married to Lovely woman who you dated at least 10 years prior? Uh, roughly a decade. Yes. Decade. A decade of courtship. And you guys got married. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I now have a ring on my finger. Which I is saw that. Thing, uh, that I have to carry along these runs. Yeah. Uh, Do you but, factor in that extra weight and, you know, when you're doing all your, your calculations about, like, wind speed velocity based on pace, now that you have an extra three or four grams of what I'm guessing is fake white gold uh it's it's uh it's actually silver silver okay uh but i guess you didn't look at it closely enough uh my wedding ring actually doubles as a fitbit oh wow that's nice it is large i noticed it's a little large does my steps does my elevation reminds me when to sleep tells me to eat good can i ask one question why does it say super bowl champ on it uh well let's just say that i have aspirations right, we're gonna go up on a secret path right here this is what you call off trail this is like a little tough right here. So, you have a wedding ring. I do. Married. Yeah. Uh, married, living the married life, loving it. Uh, Expanded family. Yeah. You know, we have a blended family now. Uh, you know. You, you mean you got a blender for your uh, exactly. one of your wedding presents? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've been blended. Just blend, blended. Blending the shit out. <laughs> yeah. It's been great. We're a blended family. Uh, yeah. No, it's going, going really well. Got, got married on the 20th of May. If you want to put that on the calendar, send me a gift next year. Sure. Any, any of you listeners? Yep. Uh, we got married at the uh, Fleischer Art Memorial 
lovely place. Uh, beautiful place on uh, Catherine Street in, uh, I'm going to call it Bella Vista, uh, down by the Italian market. And uh, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, a lot of fun. Nice, nice small little fair. And uh, then we went on our honeymoon, as, as people do. Uh, we went on a road trip down south, which was a lot of fun. We did uh, Asheville, North Carolina, Athens, Georgia. Got in all those uh, REM sightseeing. Yeah, sure. You went to Rockville, right? Even though people told you. They told us don't go back. But, but we, you went back. Yeah. Uh, and then we did Savannah, Georgia, which is maybe my new favorite town. Is it great? Uh, great town. Really fun. And uh, then we did uh, Charleston and Myrtle Beach. And, wow. Uh, yeah. So we And just, you guys like driving. Like, you like to just drive through, take some back roads, right? Yeah. Uh, we stole a UPS truck. That's fun. And uh, and we were just on the land for two weeks. It was wonderful. Uh, now, uh, Where'd you, where'd you go on your honeymoon? I went to, I got married probably 30, 40 years ago, feels like that. Right, right. Um, we went to, I always mix it up. It's either Bermuda or Bahamas. It's the one closer, so I think it's Bermuda. Well, you know, uh, the Beach Boys sang about both of them in that first line. So yeah. really, I think six of one, half a dozen the other. It was, yeah, it was Bermuda. It was, the thing about Bermuda is it literally is like an hour and a half, two hour plane ride. Okay. We just wanted somewhere nice as close as possible. And it was lovely. And, uh... I think I'll be coming up on my 19th wedding anniversary in September. Is that right? 19. Congratulations. Yeah, it's been great. I, I, I just hit the two-month mark, so... Uh, you can kind of understand where I'm I can't feel where you're coming from. Yeah. Hey, now, this is good. We're coming up on a statue chip. We're on Kelly Drive. And I always like to quiz you, quiz our guests. Sure. What is Kelly Drive named after? Uh, as I said, uh, I really say, by... Uh, uh, American Idol, I believe, runner-up, or maybe even winner, Kelly Clarkson. Isn't that correct? It's a good guess, and a lot of people think it's Kelly Clarkson Drive, but actually, right now, it is named after Philadelphia favorite Kelly Ripa. Let me just, we're going to stop right here. I want to, this is called the John B. Kelly Olympic Champion Singles 1920. Originally, this drive was named after John P. Kelly, who was also the brother of famous actress... Princess Grace Kelly. Yes, okay. Right, he was a famous um, rower. But every 20 years, Philadelphia renames the drive after a famous Philadelphian. Okay. So prior to Kelly Ripa, who is basically a like an adopted Philadelphian, she's from South Jersey, um, it was Bob Kelly of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Sure, uh, the, the, the Mad Dog, the Hound Dog. Hound Dog. Mad, he was actually called the Mad Hound Dog. The Mad Hound Dog, Bob Kelly. Right, so basically it went from... John B. Kelly to John the Mad Hound Dog Kelly, Kelly Ripa. And the thing is, coming up 20 years of Kelly Ripa, anyone in Philadelphia who has first, last, or middle name of Kelly is eligible to have the road named after them. All right, let's, well, let's maybe, you know, I, so I would throw Kelly Clarkson in the mix then if sure. she's not, if it's not named. She toured here a couple times, so that allows her to have you in The thing that most people don't know, John Oates, middle name? Kelly. Kelly, yeah. So he's the front runner. I, I go to the website, um, nextpossiblenameofkellydrive.com. Yeah. And, uh, it's dot .org, I think. Dot .org, yeah. And, uh, you do not want to go on that site. No, no, no. It's pure nudity. Yeah. Um, but... John Kelly Oates is leading the way so far. Yeah. I have a few others that I can throw in the mix. If, let's, let's get back to running here. Yeah. Okay, here we go. If, uh, okay, we can merge successfully here. Uh, I would say, what about, uh, what about R. Kelly? R. Kelly would be great. Yeah. If it wasn't for, um, I guess he's had some, some weird run-ins with the law. 
Haven't we all though? That's what <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, the, the, the statue and the drive should be like, hey, nobody's perfect. So you know who else I'm thinking of? Yeah. Kelly Savalas. Oh, from uh from Tojack. No, that's Kelly Savalas. Oh, okay. This guy's Kelly Savalas. Okay. He he owns a nice little Greek eatery. In uh, Fishtown section, just great guy. Yeah, I think maybe maybe him. Uh, here's another one. How about Kelly from The Office? You know, of course that's not her real name. It's just a character name. But you know, I'm sure she has the last name. Yeah, Scranton. We like to call our the uh, a, a suburb. Sure. Yeah, I, I just call it Kelly Kapoor Drive. Kelly Kapoor Drive. That's right. That's her last name. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the actress's real name. Uh, Mindy uh, Mindy Kaling, right? Mindy Kaling. Very good. Fantastic. You could actually just call it. Here's my thought. She just changed it to Mindy Drive after Mindy Kaling. She played Kelly in The Office. Great actress, great comedian, producer, writer. Uh, I'd say we just call it Mindy Drive from now on. Maybe if I could pander to the millennials or the younger people, Kelly Kapowski oh. Drive. She was saved by the bell, right? Yeah, she was saved by the bell. Uh, more times than not. Yeah. <laughs> she really was. Yeah. yeah, so Kelly Drive, that's pretty much the name. That's where we got it from. And, um,. So Kelly Drive, Chip is married. Yeah. Chip has to a lovely young lady named Kim. Kim. Chantry. Uh, you know, I'm gonna throw it out there. Just you know, newly married. Uh, want to be uh, chivalrous. Yeah. I'm gonna say we change the name to Kim Drive. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Somebody's still in the throes of of uh, new matrimony. Of yeah. things are still things are still hot and heavy when you're naming roads after each other. You might even buy a star for her and name it after her, right? Yeah. American Star Registry, I'm sure. You know, you talk to, I try to talk to people who are much older than I am, been married many years, you know, 50, 60 years, you know, my grandparents, that type of thing. Uh, they're like, never lose a spark and never stop naming roads after her. Well, that's beautiful. Chip, as we've been running, I notice, I notice a lot of things. I notice that you notice, I'm not wearing a wedding ring, but I am wearing something on my wrist. Yes. And uh, it's, is that a wedding watch? It's not so much a wedding watch. It is, for the first time in my life, I got a runner's watch. Okay. I well, used to, I used to that's use. A big life change for you. It is because I used to use just like a running app, like Runkeeper, and it would tell me my miles, my pace, and all that, and it worked out pretty well. Okay. But this is going to segue beautifully into another conversation we're going to have. I ran the Broad Street Run this past year with you. Yes. Remember? We did. And my run keeper the day before updated. So my guy, whatever. So as I'm running the Broad Street Run, it's telling me I'm going much faster than I was. Right. So I was like, hell yeah. I'm like, I just wanted to get like. You're setting new records here. I, I was hoping for like a 8.35 mile pace. It was telling me right up to the end, I was doing like 7.58, eight minute mile. So I'm. Happy as a happy runner can be, thinking I'm going to do eight-minute miles for 10 miles. Right. And as you know, Chip, the end of that race, my uh, phone died. You and I had a problem getting together. Yes. But luckily, a half hour later, we met up yes. at the Philadelphia Runner Beer Tent, and also sponsored by Yards Brewery, who put on maybe one of the best free food, free drink after race parties we've ever been to. For all. It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I got mad. And you know the Yards Brewery slogan, right? That's uh, the Yards Brewery. On a train. On a train. Quiet car available. Um, yeah, so I got mad. Turns out I, I did a 8.11 mile pace. Yeah. That was gross. I felt like just throwing up. 
And I'm like, you know what? I really got to invest $200 of money I don't have, take it out of the kids' college fund, and get a watch that tells me, I got to tell you, Chip, I got the Garmin Forerunner 35. Like the work for F-O-R-E. F-O-R-E runner. Okay. thing I love about it is it's the cheapest watch that had a heart rate monitor. Okay. As you know, I'm 64 years young. Yeah. Heart rate's important to me. Sure. You know, I eventually will die running, but at least I want to know what my heart pace was. When you get hit by that van. <laughs> so this is the cheapest watch I can find with a heart rate monitor. Plus Garmin's awesome. Sure. I got to tell you, love this watch. Yeah. Fantastic. Super easy to use. Gives me... Basically just what I want. Pace, time, distance, heart rate. Gives me notifications. All good stuff you'd want. Yeah. Look at this. We got a whole group of runners here. Yeah. But they're it's like a, it's a whole uh it's runners and walkers. I feel like this is an organized organized event coming uh, the other direction. Yeah. So basically what I'm getting out here is Garmin, we love your product. Right. I'm giving it a great review. It tells me when I need to move. Like if I'm just sitting there like at work every couple hours it just says move and then i get up and i go walk around a bit oh that's kind of nice it is it just reminds me because i'm in front of a computer all day chip sure i lead a very basically a sedentary lifestyle well, that's actually interesting I, I guess you noticed my new uh watch uh, it's actually by swatch they uh, brought those back uh, i as everybody knows i am on my feet all day yeah working out running lifting cross training so what happens is my watch every every once in a while it just says sit down relax oh wow yeah like you deserve it take a break buddy right grab a big glass of milk or or like an acai berry mixture of healthy goodness yeah. Right. Yeah. or sometimes they'll be like you know get some skittles and hot, and hot chocolate whoa it really knows it really caters to your needs it knows you well sure. and this is swatch yes this is the swatch yes yeah, swatch watch on a wrist. On a wrist. Quiet wrist available. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a little break. We're coming up St. Joe's Fieldhouse right here. This is for St. Joe's Prep and St. Joe's University. Their field house is a good mile and a half away from all the other field houses. By the way, I just got a whole waft of, uh, of uh, hand, antibacterial hand wash. Do you get that, uh, get that smell? Or either that or somebody's having a bubble bath very near us. <laughs> There's a lot of fun stuff going on at Kelly Drive. It might be bubble bath night. people junk miles episode 9 chip and Jeff we are running so Kelly Drive is also famous for as we mentioned earlier John B Kelly he was a guy who rode boats I guess you call them rowers yeah. scullers and you say road you meant r-o-w-e-d not just r-o-d-e you don't say you ride a boat right 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 they're in there they got oars they're, they're doing the the paddling a lot of people runners in Philadelphia area they train down here for all their races it's a lovely 8.4 mile loop you can do you can add a couple extra miles if you go down to the boardwalk area but in the spring there's always a regatta I don't mind regattas it's very crowded they closed down Kelly Drive which is kind of nice the only problem I have Chip not with the sport itself it's the parents of the kids okay so they park and I'm going to say rowers are a little elitist. It's a kind of a rich kid sport. Sure. Right? Tall, very tall rich kids. Yes. My main problem is they start cooking hot dogs at like 8 in the morning. 
cooking all morning long. Yeah. I guess rowers are fueled by hot dogs sure. and nothing else. So basically it's parents standing around cooking and eating hot dogs, giant tents, giant spreads, and they stand in this beautiful wide path. How, long, how wide would you say this path is? I'm going to give it about seven feet, eight feet. Yeah, seven, eight feet. Right. And there's a demarcation line, yellow, down the middle, left, right. They'll just stand in the middle of it. Me being very polite, I always say, hey, come up on your left. Yeah. If they don't move, I give them a little more stern, yeah. share the path. If that doesn't work, if they just don't move. Elbow to the face. Yes, Chip. That would be the old Jeff. I actually stop now. And I just walk them, I go, hey, you know, if you guys wouldn't mind, like, maybe standing on the grass or share the path a bit. A lot of people, you know, work hard all week. They like to run here on the weekends. You know, I give them a little... Good for you. I've done that probably five times. Get them back to Villanova. Tell them. <laughs> Can you go back to Radnor with this little piece of information? Yeah. Tell all your rowing friends. I got a question for you about rowing. What's your thoughts on coxswains? You know what? The smaller the coxswain, the better. Not like a pocket coxswain, like right. a pock a pockswain. Yes, a tiny little swain of a cock. Yeah. I I understand their purpose. Right. Right. They keep time. They tell people like, hey, looking good, feeling good. I think they might bang a drum or something too, right? To keep time. I mean, yeah, it would have to be a lightweight aerodynamic drum, but yes, a drum. Yeah, some sort of instrument. Sure. But they're not really doing any sort of. Yeah. They're they're like dead weight on the boat. Give them a paddle. That's what I want to see. No free riders. This is not, you're not Leo DiCaprio on the Titanic. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta work your way across the river. But how about just a tiny paddle? A tiny, ineffectual paddle. Sure. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Make them feel like, hey, they're, they're turning the boat around. You're like a good rudder there, little coxswain. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, pull your weight. Obviously your weight's not very high. And I guess you should tell, tell the listeners what a coxswain is in case they do. Oh yeah, yeah, coxswain. I believe it's spelled C-O-X. S-W-A-I-N. Right? Coxman. And I think they say Coxman. Okay. Um, they're basically the little fella who sits at either the front or back of the boat and kind of like keeps time. Yeah, stroke. 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 Yeah, maybe they say stroke. Yeah. Sometimes, you know this, we talk about it, they will sing the Billy Squire song, Stroke, stroke Me. Stroke. Right. Yes. Stroke, stroke Me. Stroke Me. Stroke. Yeah. And right. And a lot of boats will keep time to that song. Uh, by the way, Speaking of Billy Squire, uh, did I tell you that I'm a part of an acapella group? Uh, it's a large, it's an 80-person acapella group that we do acapella. I mean, means just voices. Yeah. Uh, covers of Billy Squire, uh, Billy Squire uh, numbers. What, what, what are you called? We're called Billy's Choir. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. We do it Tuesday nights. <laughs> Come on out. Uh, we meet in uh, Lafayette Hill. Uh, good times. Guys, it's Billy's Choir. Acapella, Billy, choir jams. Squire jams. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so that's my uh, my rowing stories, if you will. Yeah. I put up with them. Sometimes I have to school them. It's all a part about being a good runner, a good responsible runner. Sure. Uh, by the way, we have another roller skater. I know, third roller skater. Third, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Chip, what do you, you want to tell me about something? Yeah. Well, uh... I guess I wasn't gonna do it on there, but I, I told you I would tell you this. Uh, last Sunday night, I killed a man. Oh, no, 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 no. Something like more running podcast related. Oh, yes. Something like you know, oh, yeah. like a good story. Right. Oh yeah. 
Well, you know, we're on Kelly Drive. Uh, when I was when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Boathouse Row. Right. Obsessed with it, like because it was like Christmas all year round. How the light they light up. I thought it was the coolest thing, and I got really into it. And I was, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a rower someday when I go to college. Right. That's now I went to a school, a high school. We didn't have a rowing high school. We were rich. So. You didn't have water in the tent. There's no bodies of water, correct? Not at all. So, uh, so I never became a rower, but I always I thought it was really cool. And I just collected all these pictures, these photos of Boathouse Row, like, had them framed. I had, like, all these, uh, like, the Boathouse Row, like, all of the different colleges that were, like, at the Dad Vell Regatta that year. I had, like, a jigsaw puzzle of it. I drew pictures of Boathouse Row. And when Jesus, Chip. When I was in fifth grade, yeah. I entered my school's science, hobby, and craft fair. Yeah. You could enter a science experiment. Sure. For smart kids. Right. Or uh, do a craft for... For not as smart, but artsy kids. kids. Or you could show your hobby for everybody else and uh i uh i displayed my hobby of uh loving boathouse row and uh, i won first place holy good god it, out of all three categories or just your other uh hobby category you know jeff i don't know and i really really hope that it wasn't out of all three i'm gonna google it i'll google it we'll see that would be awful. it would be <laughs> tip i want to talk to you about I realized I love running. You love running. We're great at it. I also love rock and roll. Yeah. And it's, didn't you put another dime in the jukebox recently? Yeah. And you know what? It gets you very little. <laughs> no, nothing comes out. It basically said 90 more cents, please. Right. Um, I love running. And then I was realizing what I don't love about running. Okay. And I came to a head back in May when you were busy getting married, to, uh, vacationing. I did something. I'm old, like I said. I did three races in four weeks. Wow. Yeah. yeah could, you, could you list those for me? I started out early. I did the B Brooklyn Half Marathon. Oh, in Brooklyn, uh, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Airbnb. Biggest half marathon in the country. Okay, wait, you said Airbnb. Is that with... Sponsor. Sponsor. Okay. All right. I like to give the corporate names in case they'd ever want to advertise on our show. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic race. I'll tell you what. I stay with my buddy and his wife, George Parker, who... I've been best friends with, well, one of my best friends since first grade. George and I and another friend, Don Nice, first grade talent show, we told jokes. Really? That's a, t yeah, I'm just showing pictures of what I like. You guys are up there t and telling jokes. Do you remember any of the jokes that you told in first grade? I don't remember the jokes, Chip, but what we did was we had a... Were they filthy? They were really, really risque for the time. Okay. Catholic school, too. Sure. We had a one joke book. Okay. I'd tell a joke. I'd pass it to George. He'd tell a joke. Don, he'd tell a joke. We did it three or four times. So we got about 12 zingers in. We killed a couple little, like, interactive, like, hey, George, what do you call, you know, like a priest with a, you know, like something like that. Like your little vaudevillians. You're right. It was awesome. At the end, a giant cane came out and took us off, all three of us off the stage. It was actually the shepherd's rook from the, uh, <laughs> from the Christmas pageant. Wow, shepherd's rook. Nice. That's probably a bar, right? Shepherd's Rock. It has to be. If not, uh, I call dibs on it. All right, excellent. Um, yeah, so I stayed with George uh, and his lovely wife, Upper West Side. So we took a subway down. The nice thing about it, it's such a big race that based on your corral, you get off at specific subway stops. Oh, wow. And it was awesome. So 13.1, went through Brooklyn, ended in Coney Island. Which was, never been to Coney Island? It was really cool because... You know, you just end up, uh, you know, going through Brooklyn, very nice. Sure. Then you just end up on, like, the shore. Okay. Uh, sad thing was it rained. Uh, okay. So, George's lovely wife 
took her two kids and my two kids on a train, subway, hour on ride. A on a train! Quiet car. Um, brought them all the way down to meet us at the end of the race, yeah, so, so nice. then we could all go to Coney Island for the day. Right. It rained, we didn't do uh, that. Shame. We've made the best of it anyway. Sure. So great race, I definitely recommend. It's one of those races you need to uh, put your name in, like a lottery. Okay. So I did that. Following week, uh, Broad Street Run. Okay, yeah. Which we did. Sure. I gotta tell you, very, very claustrophobic feeling for the kid here at the beginning of that race. 40,000 people. It's a lot. I know that was sort of your sticking point why you didn't do it for a number of years because yeah. it was just so overcrowded. Uh, it does. And I, I'll be honest with you, it was my third or fourth time doing Broad Street. Yeah. And uh, I also felt very crowded at the beginning. But I once... Yeah, but once, maybe within one mile... Yeah, a mile or two in, you're, yeah, fine. you're laying your gut. And it was a great day, great weather. And like I said, at the end, Chip and I, and another very famous Philadelphia runner, Johnny Goodtimes, Johnny Goodtimes, we met up, and I was like, hey, I'll have maybe one beer with Chip, then get back to the house, the kids. Sure. I think three beers later, yeah. we're just hanging out like, I don't know if we want to leave. Sure. Free beer, free food, Philadelphia runner and Yards Brewery. It was a really fantastic uh, post-party. Then after that trip, took a week off, and then I went and I did the largest five-mile run in the country. Is that right? I did. Now, which is weird because I, you would think that every five-mile run would be the same length. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. All right, let me say it's, it was five miles. So were all the other ones. This was the, uh, the most people running. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Okay. Spring Lake, New Jersey, Spring Lake 5. It's in town next to where I grew up, and my buddies and I do it every year, so it's kind of fun. Okay. What I did notice was, at the end, the only thing I really hate about running is just getting up really early. Yeah. To get to where you need to go. Sure, yeah. Throws off the night before, because you can't get to bed that early. You're, right. you're thinking about it, yes. Your mind's racing. You can never get up early your enough. Your mind is racing the night before, you're racing the next morning. It's a lot of racing for one body to endure. So, I think like, the race I love the most is, I think, the Philadelphia Marathon, Half Marathon, because if you live close enough, you can like, really sleep in, sure. push it to the point of almost, like, you know, being late for the start. Right, right. Because the older you get, the more races you do, the less you care about them. Yeah, absolutely. Right. All right, we're going to turn around soon. Okay. We're on North Ferry Road. We're almost at uh, Falls Bridge. We're going to slow down right here. We're going to take a break. We're going to turn around Falls Bridge. That's Calumet Avenue. Some of the listeners might recognize this from one block up is where I got my car broken into. Right. And all my worldly possessions stolen. Could we go up there to maybe do like a podcast out of it? That'd be awesome. Yeah. But we'd have to change our tone the way we talk. Yeah, we'd have to be very clipped and yeah. like, Jeff had his car stolen. Yeah. It was January 2017. It was an ordinary Sunday. Jeff didn't think anything would happen. He left his bag in the passenger seat. <laughs> thinking it was safe. Or actually not thinking about it at all. When he came back from a 14 mile run, he was disheartened to see his window was broken. Oh man, my window's broken. <laughs> and there was no gas left in his car. We're going to spend the next six episodes of this podcast discussing what happens when one man not only loses his gym bag, some CDs, <laughs> some of his favorite running shirts, and 
uh, passenger side window, how he overcomes that, and how he deals with the grief. This is, what are we going to call it, Chip? Uh, so let's just call it Serial, but with a C-E-R-E-A. That makes sense. We'll do that. All right, we'll be back with Serial, the podcast. And we're back, people. Jeff and Chip are running. We're going a little slower now. Probably about a six, six and a half uh, minute, 5.50 pace. Um, it's the sun setting. It's getting a little dark here in Kelly Drive. We turned around. I think we just went out three miles and we're going back three. Um, I hope we're not going to be as dark as the John Solomon run, which is... I, that, no offense to any of the other guests. That John Solomon dark run was one of my favorites. Maybe my, maybe my favorite run. Yeah, it was great, and it was dangerous. I think that added an element. John stayed calm. You could tell I was nervous. Well, also, John had a switchblade in his boot, which, which is odd that he runs in boots in the first place. John but also, he kept the switchblade in his boot. Just yeah. he maintained order. He doesn't know a lot about running apparel. I think we talked about. We had to talk him into getting running shorts on that show. Yes. Where I think he was just wearing like uh, old school basketball shorts. Right. Um, before we get into Chip, your you have a great idea, books on tape, which yes. I think is great. Right. People love books on tape. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention it's National Mutt Day. Oh. Right, so you and I both have dogs. We love our dogs. And they're both mutts. And they're both mutts. So we want to uh, have a part of every podcast, pretty much every podcast, we talk about our dogs anyway. Sure. This one's called Dog Update. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with my dog. Uh, Stanley's doing well. Uh, he actually, you know what? I will say there were some ups and downs. A couple of weeks ago, uh, he had dog pneumonia. Well, how, how's that even possible? I didn't even know dogs had lungs, but apparently they do, and they can get fluid in them. Whoa! Uh, he was fine. He was sick for a couple of days. He really wasn't himself. He was doing some coughing. He was doing that uh, weird sneeze breathe thing that apparently is harmless, but coupled with other things can be bad. So we took him in, had a little fluid in his lungs, uh, had him on antibiotics for about two weeks, 100% fine. Uh, did he no, sit home with just like saltines and ginger ale? And he did, yeah, and he watched a lot, little bathroom. Of, a lot, of, a lot of murder she wrote in McHale's Navy. Uh, so, uh, so it turned a negative into a positive. He did, and he's doing fine. Uh, although I will have to say that uh, one of my favorite moments was, so we took him down, and then we took him... We, he had to get a second week of antibiotics because that's just what they do. So I had to go down without him and I pick up dog antibiotics down at the uh, animal hospital down at, uh, it's like Front and Reed Streets down in South Philly. Uh, and I picked up his dog antibiotics and I walked home to my house. And uh, I realized that I was walking through South Philly with a pocket full of dog Oh, yeah, yeah, with, with drugs. Yeah. And I thought the street value of those could be astronomical. But I did take them home uh, and gave them my dog. And he's... <laughs> He's doing good. Uh, you know, of course, with the two cats now, he's uh, you know, he's more aloof than ever. But, I, you know, it's nice because I think Ernie the cat isn't trying to be buddies with him as much because he's got a new buddy. Right. So I think he's... Oh, that works nice. So he's taking off. So he's doing good. So let's say you and Kim are, like, hanging out at night. Yeah. What's the situation? Who sits with who? Who's where? They're everywhere, Jeff. So you can't, like... You won't just have Stanley on Kim's lap and maybe, like... 
Ernie behind your neck on the back of the cat. No, they're just they're just everywhere. You never know where to look. There's always, let's just say there's always an, a mammal within arm's reach. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's uh, let's roll back to you. How's, how's uh, Winslow making out? Winslow's in his seventeenth year now. Seventeen. He's uh he's he's deaf as you know. Yeah, sure. Kind of blind, but he can still see. The big uh, to do at the lion's house was he has his own couch. Okay. Front of the house. You walk into our living room. The first thing people would see and smell is Winslow's couch on the left. Yeah. It's gross. And we've known for years, you can only throw so much Febreze. Sure. You can only wash the slipcover so many times. Have you, have you, did you try slipping some Febreze into his water bowl? <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of different ideas how to handle it. But basically, he's in his twilight years. Sure. I don't want to change anything that would jar his lifestyle. Right. Right now, Kelly and I... Our MO for Winslow is, he's earned the right, so whatever he wants, he gets. Absolutely. Snacks, any time of day. Any food he wants, whatever the little boy wants, he gets. Yep. But, but we felt like quality of life issue with this couch. So, ordered two new couches, and for one whole day, I, we removed the couches, then went for one whole day, there were no couches. Okay. So, he likes to sit top of the couch, like look on the, back of on the back of the couch yeah. look out the front window that's what he does all day he loves it right. he was pissed off yeah. so i built him little steps in the playroom Aww. to go up on a big chair so he could sit on that oh, nice. so then i go pick up the girls from more uh camp i get a text from kelly uh just got home winslow is stuck <laughs> oh, he he kind of tried to climb up my makeshift cushion stairs yeah and he got stuck behind the chair uh, don't ask me how right and the good thing about him is he's old so he was just kind of chilling out he wasn't barking right but kelly you always get nervous when you come home and you really can't find the dog that's always where you think the dog's gonna be sure yeah 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 you know so did you have to physically remove him yeah kelly had to pick him up she grabs his little body and when he gets picked up he just has this look like I can't believe you're doing this. Like right. you're like embarrassed. I'm seven, I'm seven, he's a 17-year-old. Yeah. I think a 17-year-old human, if you picked him up, up, he'd be embarrassed. Right. Yeah. Couches in. I recreated. We saved some cushions from the uh, old non-smelly couch. Okay. I recreated the elaborate step system of cushions that gets him on top of the couch. All right. Because his little legs can't get up there. Yeah. And uh, it's going well. That's, that's so we have a good dog update. Stanley, overcome adversity. Winslow, always, always overcome adversity. adversity. It's great. Um, so you had a really good idea. Yeah. What's popular now? What do people like? Okay, so I hear on all of the podcasts, uh, uh, audible.com. Right. Big, big moneymaker, apparently. Wide range. Uh, audiobooks. Right. Everybody wants to, wants to read audiobooks. Throw them in your car. You can listen to The Great Gatsby. You don't have to read a word. Right, sure. So I figured we're trying to get more followers. Okay. What, you know, why not try to get a book in as you're running? Oh, okay. So what my idea was to do was to do a junk miles read aloud. Oh, okay. Like it's like an audible book on tape. Right. But read by your two favorite running podcast hosts. Sure. Chip and Jeff. Right. And, we, and we read, we take turns 
we, we go page by page. I read a page, you read a page. All right, I like it. I think that's a great idea. Read a classic book aloud, okay. and you guys can listen to it as we read the book. I think it's going to be a great idea. So I thought one of my favorite books, and I thought would be a great book to start out with that we read. So I would say maybe, at least for a remainder of, at least for the next two hours or so as we're running, we're going to read aloud. Okay, this is great. Uh, we're going to read aloud from, or maybe we should just do the first few chapters. Okay, that sounds more. Uh, we're going to read aloud from To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, that's, is that the classic Harper Lee novel? Harper Lee, uh, her one and only, although apparently the other one came out or they found another one. Whatever. But yeah, that was her big big hit. Big hit. One hit wonder, if you will. She went viral with that. She did. So what I want to do is just read aloud as we're running from, uh, by the way, we got some music playing, I believe at the Dell. Yeah. Is that where that is? Well, it is. This is lovely. Hell, hell yeah. We're in the dark. Yeah. We're maneuvering, and there's orchestral music going on. There's literally orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Wow. So, if you leave, yeah. Um, should I look back? So we're gonna we're gonna read to kill a mockingbird. Okay, Jeff. Here's here's the only problem. What happened? What, Chip? I I left the book at home. I forgot it. Oh no. So what I figured we could do... We just built it up. I have a pretty good... I don't want to say photographic memory, <laughs> but I have a pretty good memory. So what I'd like to do is have Jeff and I sort of just give a synopsis, the cliff notes, if you will, of To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, okay. This is good. But I think we're, we were both ex excellent students. We're well, well-read gentlemen. Sure. We have great memories. I think we can do this pretty well. Just one, one um, caveat. Yes. I never read the book. Okay. All right, so let's go. Let's start. All right, okay. So, starts out on a warm Alabama morning. I'm going to say Alabama. I know it's in the South. Let's go with Alabama. Uh, there's Scout, who's the girl, yep. and Jem, who's the boy. Yep. By the way, they got those names wrong. Scout should be the boy. Jem should be the girl. I to be, uh, totally. You know, a misogynist. But, you know, it's gender roles. It's, it's the way they were back then. Gender roles. Right? Gender roles, yeah. Uh... They're playing around. They get yelled at by an old lady. She's like, don't you talk to me like that. Oh, somebody's yelling. Someone's angry. Yeah. So, I'm not sure what just happened. Yeah, he just yelled at someone on a bike. And... Yeah. But I don't think the bike was doing anything. No, she's just minding her own. Anyway, back to books on tape, audio.com. So then they meet this weirdo kid with the big teeth next door who's like staying with his aunt or something. Right. And then... Uh, their dad's like a lawyer, and he's got a really deep voice, like Darth Vader. And his name's Atticus Finch? Yes, correct. Yeah. And uh, so, a a actually, Atticus Kelly Finch. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. So he could be in the mix for Kelly Drive. Yeah, yeah. So he's got the case. He does, like, I want to say, like, uh, you know, slip and fall. Yeah, yeah. Ambul ambulance chaser kind of law. Injury kind of law. And he's got this, like... He's gonna be. On, he's got a chance to be on people's court. Right. Sure. A big break, and he's like, "Kids, don't bother me." Right. I'm studying up for the case. Right. And then, then the girl is like, "Well, what if I just wear overalls all the time?" He's like, "You're a girl. I got this case. Judge Judy's gonna be mad." And so then, this this guy from next door who like never comes out starts giving him gifts in a tree. It's, which I think is where the the book, The Giving Tree, came from. Oh, okay. Is this Boo Boo Bradley? Boo Radley, I believe. Bradley. Yeah. I only know Atticus Finch and Boo Rowley. They were punk band names. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. Sure, yeah. So, uh, anyway, long story short, uh, Scout dresses like a ham. This old man gets stabbed. <laughs> and then Atticus is like, 
frankly, Scout, I don't give a damn. And then he leaves forever. Whoa! Yeah. And that's the end. That is how the book To Kill a Mockingbird goes. So there were really no instructions whatsoever on how to kill a mockingbird. That's what's so frustrating about it. I have all these mockingbirds around. I want them dead. <laughs> okay, here we go. A car's coming. Let's see if they'll let us through. Thank you. That was polite. Yeah, very polite. Now, Chip, I like this. I like it was... I think you did a good synopsis. Right. You kind of like... You got rid of like all the lame parts, boring stuff, exposition. Yeah. Character development, all that. Right. You got right to the nuts and bolts. Yeah. yeah. This is good, so we'll pick out a different... We'll pick out a different book next week. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's almost completely dark. Were you afraid of the dark at all when you were a kid? When you were a little chip? I don't think so. I, you know, you know what, actually? Uh, I don't think I ever was, but now that I live in the city, I was home uh, a couple weeks ago visiting my parents. I stayed over for the night yeah. and uh, had to walk the dog <laughs> in the suburbs at night to quote a Lemonhead song. Yeah. And uh, it was completely dark, and I was kind of scared. I'm like, I haven't been in darkness in probably a number of years because it's always bright in the city. I want to go to a dark sky park. Okay. You know, you go out like middle of Pennsylvania. Sure. And you can just basically drive to the middle of a field and then there's no light pollution. Right. And you just kind of lay there, you know, bored out of your mind, but right. you get to see the stars. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm guessing you don't have to look at them the whole time. You can like have an app open like, sure, sure. like, uh, Dark Sky Park Companion app. Right, right, right. Or let's just listen to Junk Miles. Yeah, you could do that too. I think that's a misconception a lot of people have. Like, hey Jeff, I'm not an expert runner. I can't listen to you guys. I'm nowhere near in the league you two are. Or as handsome. Right, or as charming. And I probably won't even get the majority of your very arcane references and erudite jokes. Guys, please. We're a running podcast for the people. You don't have to run while listening to us. It's encouraged. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely not mandatory. Right. You can do whatever, you know, workday activity you like to do. Surfing the web. Um, model airplanes. Yeah. Putting shit together with glue. Shoving a softball coach. Shoving a softball coach. Sure. There's a lot of softball coaches out there. They act tough. You give them a good shove. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, stop. they'll, they'll, they'll shut their yap real quick. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's a good thing you brought that up. By the way, speaking of, uh, I gotta give a shout out. Speaking of the dark sky night that you're talking yeah. about, uh, my brother. Oh, yeah, 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 Planetarium Chantry. Yeah, Planetarium Chantry. That's actually, he actually legally changed his name. My brother Adam. Uh, was, Very good marketing. Was a teacher in our home school district. Uh, and uh, he. Has, we, a, we, we were very lucky enough, uh, we didn't have a rowing team, but we did have a planetarium in our school district growing up. And that was the school that I ended up teaching at, and he was teaching at, and uh, he has since, in the past year, become the planetarium director. So he runs uh, the planetarium now, and it's great. It's So he just hangs out in the planetarium all day and looks at the night sky, and I'm sure there's other work he does. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's maybe some, like, you know, file maker files he has to attend to, or, like, open a spreadsheet and do, like... Hey, update these stars. Oh, yeah. Budgets. Name stars after his wife, you know. So he's, uh, but he's doing some public, uh, public uh, shows at night. You can go check out. It's Methacton. Methacton, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Methacton uh, School District. Uh, there is a Twitter account. It's, I want to say Planetarium MSD or something like that. I, hit me up. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. But we'll we'll put a link on the website. Yeah, he's, uh, he's selling out shows right this month about the solar eclipse that's coming up on August 21st. Uh, he's actually going, this is actually pretty interesting, Jeffrey. Uh, 
So we will be experiencing a solar eclipse on the 21st. I did not know that. However, you to the naked eye would never tell. In Philadelphia, we're going to be about, I think about 90% covered, but the, the sun is so bright yeah. that you- And has to wear shades. It, it's yeah, exactly, well, that's the future too. Uh, but he, uh, you'll never know, but my brother is taking his family, I believe down to Nashville, Tennessee, because there's about a 30 mile strip that goes across the country from Oregon down to like Georgia or so. And it's just a whole strip of 30 miles that if you're in that 30 miles, you will actually experience the darkness of the complete uh, blocking out of the sun. That's fantastic. Now, are Adam's kids into this as well? Like, has he sold them on like stargazing? And oh yeah, they are. Uh, they love to go and uh, watch the uh, the planets go thus and such and whatever. Whatever, uh, whatever planets do. Yeah, I, I don't know what they do. I don't pay attention. Yeah. But uh, he also does laser light shows too, just like we used to see in the nineties. My swear, Chip. My next question was, laser Floyd. Yep. Laser Zeppelin. Uh -huh. I gotta tell him, don't laser Aiken, which was laser Clay Aiken. I went to most recently. Not yeah. good. Not not that great. Yeah, there's just something that. You need him there. You want him. You want Aiken on the premises. A lot of good songs, but they don't lend themselves to a light that show. Yeah. So yeah, but I think he'll be doing that. He did that, I think, in November, and I think they're doing it in November again. So you can check that out. It's open to the public. It's uh, pretty cheap. It's a fundraiser. I went to see Laser Floyd last year, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. What a selection of Floyd or one particular album or uh, Dark Side. I think he was talking about getting the wall this year. Uh, but what he did Side Two of Metal. Yes. If you uh, it, uh, just just fearless on a loop. That's all it is. Uh, if you uh, if you remember back those laser light shows, they're kind of outdated and sort of cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he showed one or two and was like, okay, this is kind of boring. So now what he does is shows the laser show, but then behind the laser show throws all the planets and stars yeah, up yeah, and does crazy shit with it so you get an extra sh you get an extra uh, bonus show with him how high do i need to be extremely i mean really you're going to be on a school premises <laughs> so i would say get as high as possible right so just kind of relive sophomore through senior year right, right. of how incredibly high you are yeah that's fantastic that's like a uh but, oh, but, oh go ahead Sorry. no 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 speaking of high and Laser Floyd, uh, this might be a good time to uh, do our music roundup. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Let's, do, let's take a little break right here. Okay. I want to save this file, because we don't want to lose any of this magic, guys. We're going to slow down. Junk Miles, chapter, what am I saying, chapter? Oh, I was thinking audiobooks. Yeah, episode nine, Junk Miles, Chip and Jeff. And we're back, people. Episode 9, Junk Miles. We're outside in Kelly Drive. We're in the home stretch here. It's completely dark. I'd say this is a little, there's some danger right now because Chip and I are not illuminated in any sort of way. We're not no. wearing any, uh... No reflective gear. No reflective gear. Many of the bikes have reflective gear. Which, and I was at a rave all weekend. I was wearing yeah, you the, I was wearing all that stuff. I just took it off this morning when I got home at 10 a.m. I hate when you do that. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, we're gonna do some uh, like we call recommendations, uh, picks, chips, picks. Chip, what are you listening to? What are you what are you digging? Uh, I'm just digging into it right now. Finally, after a couple weeks, but I uh, just started digging into the new Broken Social Scene album, oh. and it's amazing. It's it's great so far. Uh, as good as prior releases. You know, I I'm still just kind of getting hold of it, but I think it's I think it's right up there with them. Yeah. <laughs> 
broken social scene still a lot of guys like kevin drew and uh they're all in there feist isn't she in there and i like the name of canadian like gordon lightfoot jr yeah sure uh yeah uh uh, uh steve canada is in there yeah. he's canadian right, right yeah, yeah. there's ann mary jr sure, yeah. gordon lightfoot jr i believe getty lee yeah. getty lee's younger brother is in there alex lifeson's grandson which would be alex life grandson yeah he's in there sure uh alex trebek speaking of alex trebek alex trebek, alex trebek jr um who else uh, say marshall crenshaw probably not canadian probably not no he sounds, kind of canadian. he sounds like he would be canadian that's like kind of a weird name yeah. canadian why not um i think all the members of propaganda canada's greatest punk metal band i believe they're partial members they like okay, okay. they'll go and sing back up play horns yeah. stuff like that so good album that's what you're saying very solid I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. excellent yeah i uh i remember a while back you were telling me to get into and i remember i had a kevin drew it was broken social scene featuring kevin drew right that record which i really liked and yeah. then and then they had a song with tom cochran life is a highway tom life is a highway tom cochran who was also in a band called the Red Riders, who had a hit song in the mid-80s called Lunatic Fringe. And they did, they brought him up on stage, and there were like 12 broken social scenesters. And when they brought him up on stage, it was like they're bringing up Getty Lay. Is that right? Yeah, because he was a Canadian. Yeah. Uh, the first time I saw Broken Social Scene, which was, I want to say maybe 2001, 2002-ish, it was right when uh, You Forgot It and People came out, which I would say is by far their best album, uh, in my opinion. But uh, I saw them in the very intimate setting of the uh, First Unitarian Church. Oh, a little sweaty. Here's the thing, there's so many of them, yeah. they only sold tickets to my brother and I. We were the only audience members. <laughs> they took up the rest wow. Of yeah. I could see that, yeah. I heard when... Um, I could do this joke better if I can remember the band's name that has a hundred members all in robes. Hey, Chip, I heard that when the Polyphonic Spree played there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no fans were allowed and only half their members could go in exactly. and play. Yeah, wow. the other half played upstairs okay. in the actual church, not the church basement. All right, wow. There we go. There we got some, uh, yeah. I, 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 I want to say it was the same roller skater that time, so I don't think we can click right. row, roller skater. Fourth roller skater. Yeah. We saw three roller skaters. Yeah, now, uh, what would you, who, now let me ask you this. Who would you rather see, uh, Polyphonic Spree or half of Polyphonic Spree? Mm, that's a good question. Is uh, a fourth of Polyphonic Spree uh, an option? I'm going to give it a go, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather see a fourth. You know what, uh, can we? We're not going to stop. We're going to. We're going to keep. We're going to keep running. Basically, I'm going to take a shot of the high, the skyline right now. That's one of the things. Why don't you get me in the back, like me running, like I'm doing it? So we'll do. Maybe I'm running backwards. Maybe I'm doing one of my famous backward runs. Yeah, we're taking pictures now, as we do, in the dark. In the dark. These will be great. So you go to our website, which is junkmileshow.com. Facebook, on Twitter. Facebook, Twitter, and we uh we post our running routes. We post all the links photos stuff that's going on pictures probably of i'm saying gary will probably have a picture up there yeah ernie yeah. ernie and gary stanley winslow. stanley winslow's new couch uh, maybe kim could maybe you're yeah, right maybe she'll, maybe, maybe, she'll maybe the best thing that's ever happened to you in your life yeah uh yeah i, I, I think maybe she get uh either that or won the fifth grade uh <laughs> eagleville elementary jeopardy championship uh so i want a little trophy with that but uh, she's at least a close second to that Excellent. It was a big day for me when I was 10 years old. 
was Stanley at your wedding? He was our ring bearer. That is fantastic. He was the only uh, member of the bridal party. We didn't have a best man, maid of honor, any of that. It was just Stanley. It was an intimate affair. And how did how did he do? How did he perform well? Yeah. I think if, if everybody there would tell you he performed great. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite part was so the the the, the minister who uh, is a wonderful Lutheran minister who's also a friend of mine, uh, Stacy Kyle Rice. She uh, said, "All right, it's time for the rings. Do you have the rings." And then that's when Kim's uncle was to, as they say, release the hounds oh. and let Stanley go in the, you know, in the back of the little, you know, sanctuary. And he was walking up and really it was a small ceremony. So we were in, basically everybody was up on the altar, basically. Yeah. So like everybody was right there. He really had to walk 20 feet, maybe. Yeah. Well, he made it about 10. Oh shit, there's a little kid on a motorcycle. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, that was fast. That was dangerous. Though we're gonna lose a member of our podcasting team here. Yeah. That was. So Stanley, did he did he do it? Did he get up all 20 feet? He got about halfway and just started sniffing, yeah. and just started sniffing around. So Kim's uncle very diligently grabbed him by his harness and basically dragged him the remainder of the way up. And then he, you know, then he got the gist. And he came up and he stayed with us for the rest of the ceremony. So he did a good job. He's a good boy. Jeb, we are coming up right now. This would have been better if it was light out. Sure. But we're coming up on a giant piece of art. We're gonna slow oh, down. Like it's lit up though. Slow it up, so we're gonna walk over here. This is a, uh, it was installed a few months back. And this is wonderful. It's a 40 foot sculpture. And it's called the Big Bling. Artist Martin Perrier. Uh, right, from the TV show Martin. It's on Kelly Drive. It's basically, structure made of wood and chain link fence material it's 40 feet tall 38 feet long chip 10 feet wide uh, the artist martin perrier is known for his devotion to uh, traditional craft working in wood bronze among other media his reductive technique this is just me off the shooting off the hip I just, well, I'm just thinking, like, you're when a I, big art fan. I'm a big art fan. When I think of him, I just think about his reductive technique sure, and the meditative approach. Right, and it's like this approach is meditative. Yeah. Actually, this is a really beautiful piece of art. Yeah. And the closer you come up, so if you're going up Kelly Drive, uh, you're not too far from Boathouse Trail. You're about three fourths of a mile. It's on your left. Chip's gonna get a nice big picture of it. It's called Big Bling. Um, originally in New York and then they installed it here in Philly right along the river and it's beautiful so uh, another reason to come run Kelly Drive um, you can see some lovely artwork you can also go down a mile and a half you can go to Philadelphia Museum of Art where there's some pretty good art there too and if you like art uh, outdoor sculpture Alexander Calder has uh, a giant piece of artwork I can't think of the name of it right now but that's right next to the art museum oh, wait, what, what sculpture is that? I'm sorry. the calder alexander calder it's the orange like one the i-beams yeah the i-beams uh, I, I, I would assume it's the same uh sculptor there was uh there's one very similar to that made of i-beams at the Ullberg college on the front lawn where i uh, attended college and it was uh hole number 14 on the frisbee golf course whoa yeah so uh, not only a beautiful piece of, of uh, art modern sculpture but uh, a functional functional frisbee golf ball that's fantastic all right so we're gonna run now that was nice that's a little pit stop that's an art we call that chip and jeff's art stop yeah. where we stop 
we were giving them art, we're giving them music, we're giving them literature, uh, maybe through science in there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're, I mean, they're getting every wedge of the trivia pursuit pie. Now, do you ever, like, hear about some something in pop culture and you're just like, oh, this guy's doing it, it's going to be stupid, I can't believe it. Sure. Let me check it out. Yeah. All right, so... By the way, is this your... We need to get to your music picks. Yeah, is this what we're talking about here? This will be my book pick. Okay, okay, because then we got to get back to your music Yeah, my pick. I, right now, I can't even think of the name of this book, but I'm just going to... You'll, you'll know what I'm saying. Um, Tom DeLonge, or DeLong, guy from Blink-182. He quit Blink-182. He's a little weird, but he is... He is. He's steadfast in his belief. UFOs, UFO conspiracies, cover-ups. So I'm like, oh, this guy's written a book. Ha, ha, ha. It's got to be terrible. Well, here's the deal, Chip. You would think it was terrible, but he co-wrote it with a legitimate writer. Okay. Basically, Tom wrote none of it, because Tom wrote part of the forward, okay. and his writing was subpar. Like, you sure. could tell it was a guy who's used to writing lyrics about, you know, Blink-182 uh, stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, the person who wrote the book crafted a very awesome story about UFOs, UFO cover-ups. Tom would like would like you to believe that it's all based on true facts. Sure. Only the characters are made up. But it was an awesome book. Really? And then I find out Twitter's an amazing place. Yeah, it is. I made fun of it, of the book. And I come, hey, I'm about to read the Brink 182 UFO book. Uh, a woman who I've been following for years, who's a college professor, DMs me. She's like, ah, my friend is the writer on that book with Tom. Yeah. And I go, holy crap, it's actually good. She's like, I know, I read it, and it is good. And all she said was like, you know, Tom's a bit of work. This is what the guy said, you know, like, yeah. you rein him in and stuff like that, get his ideas, tone him down. So, if you want to have fun, if you're the least, in least bit interested in UFOs, UFO cover-up, or just a fun X-File type story, very X-File-y, yeah. uh, just Google Tom DeLonge, DeLong, whatever his name is. And, and I'm reiterating, is it, is it true stories? Or is it, is it more of like a fiction? Fictional account okay. of what Tom would like you to believe okay. is what's going on in the UFO community. Yeah. Um, that's almost like a music recommendation. Okay, yeah. Because I mentioned Blink-182. He's a musician, yeah. Right. Do you have any other uh, music recs? No, I have a TV rack. Okay. I'm going to leave you with the music rack, which is awesome. Um... I was started watching over a year ago. Aziz Ansari had his Master of None series. Sure. First season came out. I watched it. I liked it, but I didn't really like it that much because it fell into that trope of basically, hey, comedian type guy has his comedian friends on. Right. They sit around, talk about comedian type stuff. Yes. He's got, you know, his four buddies who are all actors, but they're actually comedians. Yes. Someone, Eric Wareheim, one of them, wow. who I went to high school with. Oh, let's get into that, because basically someone heard my critique. Season 2 of Master of None might have been 10 of the best episodes of TV I've seen in. I can't even tell you how great it is. Is that right? It's not, you know, he's not a comedian, he's an actor. Yeah. But it's basically him, Eric Wareheim, and, and then this amazing story of... Uh, a possible love interest who's already engaged to somebody else. Okay. But it is so well done. Each episode is different. It's not all about uh, Aziz. Others' characters get their stories. 
and it's just fantastic storytelling really good uh directing and uh i loved it that sounds great I now, and eric wareheim hysterical in it and most people most people will say the reason he's in uh, watch out chip we're dark because we're going downhill um people say the only reason he's in it is to contrast how small Aziz is and how right. he's a giant. Yes, he's a very, very tall man. So he went to your high school? He did. He was a year ahead of me in high school. So it means he was even taller. Yeah, 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 sure. A year behind him. Right. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Uh, we, went, we went to school together. I knew I him a little bit. Uh, he was a nice enough guy. I, I didn't know him too. We actually we actually went to the same uh, uh, the same church growing up too. So, uh, but yeah, he was always he was always just a year ahead of me. So I wasn't in any of his classes or anything like that. But he was always a very nice guy to me. I, uh, funny guy. He was in a. Uh, a lot of like a uh, rock and punk and metal bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back in early 2000s, I was running usewigs.com satire uh, interview site, and I got an email from a Tim Hedaker and uh, and Eric Wareheim, basically. Hey, Jeff, we're friends with um, what's his name from Mr. Show? Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. A month before, I interviewed Bob and Dave for the oh, website. Oh, great. Back then. No one had websites, no one had blogs. I had a humor website. So basically all I had to do is be like, hey, I'd like to interview for my humor website. They're like, well, there's only two or three out there. So we might as well do it. Might as well do it. So they wrote me a really nice email. They're like, hey, we're friends with Bob. We saw a great interview with him. Would you interview us? We're also Philly guys, we're Temple grads. Um, we have this web series coming up. It's really funny, but it's really weird. Not, not sure you'd like it. Right. So I, uh, so I interviewed them. Um, they were awesome, knowing nothing about, it. right? Like how funny and devious, and you know. Oh, absolutely. I kind of thought right away, they're just two guys making prank videos. Sure, the jerky boys. Do yeah. yeah. And I wasn't the best interviewer back then, but they were really polite, really nice. And still, whenever I look at my web stats, you'll see like every month or so, like. Hey, 500 hits still on this interview from 2002 with Tim and Eric. And I'm so embarrassed I won't read it. Like, I won't read any of my old interviews. Right, yes. After, like, Todd Barry in the year 2000 cut me to pieces during an interview, <laughs> I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be interviewing people. Yeah. Number one rule, don't try to be funny with a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to slow it up here. Chip, we're doing about the end of six miles. It's goddamn dark. It really is. It's night we're, we're almost back to where we started. Now, did you bike here? I did. All right, so this is gonna be a little bike action. Yeah, gonna, uh, what are you, like a cross trainer? I am, I, 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 I wear cross trainer shoes, so I would assume I am. cross-fitting tonight? I am cross-fitting. Uh, well, what I do is, I rode a bike here, then I ran six miles, now I'm gonna flip a tire back home. That's good, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Then you'll get a, a, a ride back to go get your bike. Right. Maybe ride the tire backs in some I fashion. That's what I might do, yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, there was a part in the book where uh, uh, Scout yeah. uh, wrote, got in a tire and rode down the hill. At least that was in the movie. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, that's just another extra. Just throwing it back in there, people still into the book. Yeah. What do you got coming up, Chip? What's uh, anything local? Any uh, shows you like people to come out to next month or so? Sure. Uh, I'm going to be doing a fun show at Helium Comedy Club on August 30th. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, come out for that. Uh, I don't want to tell you all the details right now. It's not going to be straight stand-up. Uh, there will be stand-up involved, but... Uh, it's going to be a really fun show, August 30th. And also, uh, the next few weekends, not this coming weekend, but the next two weekends after that, I believe it's the weekend of like the 11th and the weekend of the 18th. Both of those weekends on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 
Uh, I'm going to be doing a stand-up on a trolley, of all places. Uh, there is a... Uh, uh, my friend Tim owns uh, Founding Footsteps uh, trolley tours. He does tro trolley tours of Philadelphia, walking tours of Philadelphia. They're great. But what it, he, he also loves comedy, so he gets comedians, such as myself, uh, and we that we go on a this a BYOB bar crawl where we get on the trolley. He takes you to three different bars, drops you off for like an hour at a time, and then on the trolley uh, there's stand-up comedy. Oh, and you perform. So. And we perform stand-up comedy, so you can see that it's going to be a lot of fun. It's on. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of the weekend of August 11th and the weekend of August 18th, whatever those dates are. Do I have to be on the trolley the whole time from Thursday through Saturday? No, you can pick one of those oh, nights. Okay, you can pick one. And I will say, actually, I think this might be even more uh, interesting to you and our viewers. As part of those two, as part of those six shows, on the final Saturday of the final weekend, which I want to say is the 19th, whatever that Saturday is, right. in the afternoon there is something called Terrible Tours. Uh oh. And it's not going to be stand-up comedy. However, it is going to be a trolley tour, a BYOB mm -hmm. trolley tour of Philadelphia, led by. Oh my goodness. Myself. And Greg Gethard. Oh no! Uh, the Gregulator? The Gregulator. We know little to nothing <laughs> about the history of Philadelphia. Oh my God. However, we are going to take you all on a tour. I've never been more on board for anything in my life. The tickets will sell out. Uh, so I definitely go on. Uh, I believe it's FoundingFootsteps.com, or you can you can find Founding Footsteps on Facebook. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tim's a great tour guide. Uh, he does a lot of fun things, uh, and his regular tours are great too. But uh, these next two weekends are going to be a lot of fun. All right, we scoot over. That sounds fantastic. Jeff, what do you got coming up? Uh, absolutely nothing, Chip. Uh, okay. I'm finishing a patio uh, rebuild of, of my house, hoping to get a. Uh, now, are you building it yourself? We had a greenhouse that was attached to uh, my house. I took it down by myself, demolished it. How is that? That's got to be... I almost died. There was uh, 30, 40 panels of glass, two by six foot glass. Sure. One did fall on top of me, but I didn't die. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm basically turning into... Uh, turn, the old expression, turn a patio, a greenhouse into a patio. Uh, yeah, if, when, when life gives you greenhouses... Make, make patios. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. And I hope to get a little fire pit going for the kids out there. Oh, that's great. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I like you. I have a lot going on. You have ghost stories in uh, on hand, ready to go. Um, no, but that's a great idea. I ghost story. If you want to get a fire pit, get some ghost stories. Ghost ready. stories. Ghost stories and fire pits. Um, cool. So we're gonna put all this, all these links we mentioned on the website. Um, we're gonna call it a night because this is six miles, and like I said, I have new calf muscles. Chip, getting over illness and marriage, which is hard. Now he's getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. So. Um, we, by the way, follow us on uh, Twitter. Follow you at Used Wigs yes. and uh, at Chip Chantry on Twitter. Yeah. Used Wigs, Chip Chantry. I changed my Twitter name. I'm now Cool Zone. Oh, Cool Zone. That's right. I, yeah, that's right. It's, it's a nickname I want to get going. I, I think it's a great one. It, no. it suits you. Thank you. All right, so we're out. That's uh, Chip and Cool Zone, uh, Episode 9, uh, Junk Miles. Thanks. Bye.